Hey everyone, I'm Cece. This is my walk away video for the walk away campaign. I'm excited to um, let you guys know my journey. It's been really amazing and I'm just grateful that this platform exists for all of us. So a little foreshadow, I grew up in the suburbs of Michigan in a two parent household. Politics were not talked about in my family. I always thought it was because my father didn't have the patience and that he would never see what the world really is like. Um, but we all know that that's clearly not the case now. I label myself a liberal because that's just what you do. That's just what I thought you did. Good people are liberals and Democrats and then the other people who are stuck in their ways are Republicans and conservatives. Um, but I wasn't political, so I really didn't even know what that was. I just slapped a label on myself. I never followed politics. In my circle, I didn't have anybody with opposing perspectives. There was no conservatives in my circle. And if there were, I was probably too ignorant to notice or ignorant to listen. So after high school, I graduate. I moved to Detroit for college and I lived down there. I interned in Detroit Public Schools. I worked down there and I met a lot of different people, made friends with a bunch of great people. But the one thing that always stuck with me to this day is why are certain parts of the city still struggling so badly? What did we do wrong as a society? How come it seems there's this um, this generational cycle where certain pockets of the city people get stuck and they can't get out of. So in college, I always thought, why is it that these parts of the city are not talked about? They're not focused on. Obama was in office for eight years. Majority of Detroit voted for Obama, but yet he didn't even know so much of bring it up in a headline to focus on inner cities like Detroit, Chicago, Baltimore. So after I graduate college, I move away for a couple of years and I'm on social media one day. I wasn't, I didn't have a Twitter at the time, so somebody had reposted Kanye West's tweet on Instagram. And for those of you who don't know, Kanye West tweeted, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. And underneath the post was really, really awful comments. The comments were, Kanye West is ill, he has a mental illness, he's a sellout, he has no idea what he's talking about. The comments seemed to just be accepted and normalized, and it didn't seem like anybody was really questioning why are we bullying Kanye West for saying that he likes the way someone thinks? Isn't that more concerning? Wouldn't that be more of a red flag about where we're going as a society? If we're okay with telling people he has a mental illness. We're okay with people wanting to shut his voice off. Okay, Kanye West tweets that he likes the way Candace Owens thinks. And Candace Owens is a black Trump supporter, okay? And I didn't know who Candace Owens was at the time, so I looked her up. Um, the first video that I watched of hers was Black People Don't Have to Be Democrats. And for those of you who don't know, Candace Owens' message in the video is, listen guys, for 10, 20, 30 years, black people have been told that they have to vote Democrat. It's just like this expected birthright. But 
the Democratic Party hasn't done anything for black communities or inner cities in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Obama was in office for eight years and absolutely nothing was done for inner cities. Candace is saying we can have freedom of thought our minds don't have to be enslaved anymore. We can leave the Democratic plantation because the Democratic Party is taking our vote for granted. I think to myself, wait a minute, black people don't have to be Democrats? Wow, I totally thought that that was a given. I was told that basically minorities and people who are woke are the Democrats or liberals, and then the other people are Republicans. I never even questioned it. So I thought I knew how people should think. And then I started thinking, well, Kanye West and Candace Owens support Donald Trump, and the whole world is hating on them. They're saying that they lost their race card or their sellouts or they've been paid. Wait, this doesn't make any sense. You're basically saying that black people can't think for themselves then. So a black person has to follow the crowd and they have to be part of groupthink. And if they choose not to be and they choose to support Donald Trump or have um, different ideas and perspectives, they can't think for themselves. Isn't that the issue? Isn't that concerning? And shouldn't we be really concerned that people like Don Lemon can go on to national television and verbally abuse Kanye West, tell him that he has a mental illness and that one of his family members should come pick him up before he embarrasses himself in front of white people. So all this stuff is spinning around in my head and all of a sudden I just feel this weight just lift off of my shoulders and I just started seeing reality through a completely different lens. It was a feeling that I can't ever explain to anybody. I've never felt it up until this point and I've never felt it again in my life. Ever since that moment, my mind has felt so free. I think more logically, I think more critically. I'm actually seeing the many layers of reality and not just reality in black and white. So now that I'm seeing things more clearly and I start to go further and further down the rabbit hole, I have all these questions. One being, okay, Kanye West says he likes the way Candace Owens thinks. Candace Owens is a black Trump supporter. They're both getting bullied by the mainstream media like Washington Post, CNN, the New York Times. Why would the mainstream media bully Kanye West and Candace Owens for simply telling people that they can think freely and they don't have to vote Democrat? That's weird, right? Well, I do some more research and I learn that Majority of the mainstream media outlets are Democrats. It's left-wing media. And Democrats depend on 90% of the black vote to win. If Candace Owen and Kanye West's voice start to get out there and people start to hear them and they start to realize, wait, why am I voting Democrat? Democrats haven't done 
anything for us. They haven't done anything for inner cities. All they do is talk identity politics. So of course Kanye West and Candace Owens want to start telling people, hey, listen, you don't have to vote Democrat anymore. You can leave the Democratic plantation. But that message is a threat to Democrats because Democrats depend on 90% of the black vote. I'm almost done, I promise. I've now made the connection between Kanye West liking the way that Candace Owens thinks. Candace Owens is a black Trump supporter. She's telling people that they don't have to vote Democrat and that they can leave the Democratic plantation. But the mainstream media outlets are bullying them for thinking that way because the mainstream media outlets depend on 90% of the black vote to win. And if black people start to wake up and realize that they don't have to vote Democrats, then Democrats have no chance in the elections, right? So now let's go back to my question about the pockets of Detroit that just have been struggling for so long. It doesn't seem like the cities have been looked at in the last 5, 10, 15 years, um, even with Obama in office. How come there's so much high crime, gang affiliation, high school dropout rates, trafficking, struggles with drugs and alcohol, uh, kids raising kids? How come nothing seems to have gotten better within some of our inner cities. What do the Democrats talk about? What do they fight for? They're obsessed with identity politics. They always try to make it about race. They make everything about race, which generalizes and creates way more hate and divides us. It does not bring us together. Let's really think about this. The mainstream media, what do they choose to show their viewers? only things that have to do with white and black race. So why do we think that is? Why do we think the Democrats are constantly pushing this race narrative? Their goal is to convince us that it's worse to live in the year 2020 than it was to live in the 1900s or during the civil rights era. They're trying to convince us that we need to vote for them in order to reach some type of peace. How come the media, which is ran by Democrats, don't focus on the black Trump supporters who are trying to get the message out there that doesn't matter what you look like, you can be successful, you can reach your full potential, and you can be anything you want to be. How come they don't talk about minorities' success stories? How come they don't talk about how we are all getting along? How there are accepting and loving people of different races? How come they only focus on the negative race issues? It's because they have to control us to get our vote. And the only way to continue controlling our minds is to create a division. And that's exactly what the mainstream media is doing. And the mainstream media is ran by the Democratic Party. So that's my walk away journey in a nutshell. Um, it's been both inspiring and educational. I'm just really happy to be a part of all this. I'm extremely happy to be awake for all of this. I wish you guys all luck, follow your heart, and thank you for listening to my story.
fight against everything and everyone With every war, we try to make our kingdom come Every day we lose ourselves, more and more But still we pray for someone to save our souls We know that nothing is alright, and there's nothing left Kimberly and I would like to talk about why I walked away. Number one is the elite progress narrative. I believe that it's the upper 20% of the economic class in the US that wants to maintain the liberal Democrat SJW narrative at all costs and I believe that those people are honestly as much as they're smart people underneath it all they're a bunch of snobs. And I think that their snobbery is what motivates them to have such terrible Trump derangement syndrome. I think that their class has spent a good 40 years exploiting the lower classes by not even knowing that they've been doing so. What, what has happened is since 1980, when I was uh, about seven years old, what happened was that Republicans and Democrats both sold out the working class, offshored all of the good jobs. You know, if you, if you remember back in the day, right around the 1980s when clothing suddenly got really uh, inexpensive, well, that was the offshoring of of uh, clothes manufacturing, and that that benefited the higher classes. And that was just one of a million things that. It really uh, took the power away from the working class. You know, everything from automobiles to, to you know, cl you know, clothing and e even um, just every every little thing in our lives that was manufactured kind of just went overseas to the lowest common denominator of, uh, uh, you know, whoever was willing to make it the most cheaply, and that and that really cut away most of our working class. Now, who benefits from that? That would be the upper 20%, the class that I was born into and that I fell out of in my 20s. And that's what I see is that they're trying to maintain their power, even if they don't know they're trying to maintain that that sort of power, that's that's what's going on. And that's what that's the politicians they vote for. Uh, the second thing is bigotry. Bigotry against whites. Now, I myself, I'm half Japanese and half white, so I'm considered a person of color. That's a term I think is a racist term because it it means anyone who's not white. So what makes white people so special? Am I, and also, how can I be a person of color? And how can even, uh, you know, I'm, I'm half. I'm half one and half the other. So 
you know, I don't even get to count in that in that uh, weird thing. It's it's wrong to be bigoted against whites. It's wrong. It's just as wrong when people are bigoted against Asians or when they're bigoted against blacks. It's just I, I've seen some of the most disgusting bigotry from um, you know white people against other white people. Oddly enough, and what I've seen from black people doing to white people these days is vile vile it's like oh it's, it's okay for me to you know it's okay for a black person to loot a store because they were oppressed back in you know in 1863 you know back or before the civil war that's okay suddenly i don't i don't i don't buy it i mean my my ancestors were literally uh my great-grandparents like three of them went through the japanese internment camps does that give me any reason to go like loot someone's store I don't think so. So bigotry. Number, you know, I'm pandering. Pandering is disgusting. You know, Hillary Clinton and her hot sauce comments, and uh, you know that's an old one. But I mean, I think we see this a lot of pandering, like the the white women on their knees in front of um, you know just random people who claim to be with Black Lives Matter. You know, effectively who could be trolls. I just I don't. I find it disgusting. I, I I will I will never get on my knees for another human being. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see them make me try it. <sighs> Number three, endless war to prop up empire. Where is the Democratic Party uh, from the 1960s who who fought against the Vietnam War? Where are they? Uh, you know, hello. The, the Democratic Party used to stand for something. Nowadays, it's, it, it just is in lockstep with, with surveillance and war and censorship. You know, I'm, I, I, I think that, you know, the Democratic Party has just completely turned its back on all its former values and become hysterical. Fear-mongering, speaking of hysteria, notice that uh, COVID forced us all to take sides there were the mask wearers, and there still are. There are the mask wearing Karens, and then there are the rest of us who just would like to, you know, get our lives back. You know, I, from Kavanaugh to COVID to the Kremlin, they're always paranoid about something. There's always something that they have to be paranoid about, like this week. And even though, you know, rioters are allowed to go steal from a store, you're not allowed to shop at that store because of their, it's their paranoid bugaboo of the week, and they expect everyone to just, you know, fall into line. Well, and then a couple more reasons: their intellectual dishonesty. Uh, you know, I'm vegan, so w what that means is I'm supposed to be, you know, online with, you know, on board with all these people, these social justice types. And I've got to say, I am not that kind of vegan. <laughs> You know, I I may not eat uh, animal products, but I, I, I don't identify with any of the current just intellectual crappiness, you know, just, oh, well, it's, it's okay to have specious arguments to move the Overton window towards... Uh, you know, towards logical fallacies, you know, they they engage in, in nothing but logical fallacies, there's fake news, they just make up stuff as they go along. They, they basically have decided it's okay to hate Donald Trump because he's ugly, and yeah, he's ugly, but I'm personally neutral about Trump, I don't, I really don't care. I think, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, he's fine. You know, I, I really don't think about it that much, but because I'm vegan, I'm expected, oh yeah, you have to toe the line. You have to be with with all of us on our anti-Trump derangement stuff. I, I don't care. I mean, it, 
he's uh, you know what he he's a, he's Caesar. <laughs> you know, but they know nothing of history. At least they you know they used to, but I feel like they they would rather burn a statue down than learn that oh look that was a statue of one of the original members of the Democratic Party, Andrew Jackson. Okay, lastly is their whole their whole must science thing. Okay, um, it, it, their science is actually bogus. Uh, I've never, you know, the scientific method is something I'd like to see survive the coming, you know, collapse and, and coming, you know, dark age. I really would like to see the scientific method continue on, but they're not using it. You know, I mean, they, they game results with, with COVID. They inflate things. They say that, you know, gunshot victims died of it you know, because they had it in their system. And that's just one example of many. I mean, even, even you know, dun, 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 global warming, you know, definitely there's global weirding, but as far as like actual warming in general, that's part of, it's not necessarily man-made, okay? Because we are, you know, we're currently, have been through a bunch of ice ages and there's a lot of ebb and flow there. So, I mean, I believe that people are poisoning this earth and must stop, absolutely. And eating animals is actually a huge part of that. But believing in global warming and somehow by throwing money at something, by thinking that, oh, it's going to change because we, we increase taxes or we throw money at it, that isn't how it works. You know, you really always have to start with yourself. You have to be the change. That's that's what I, you know, I absolutely believe more than ever now. So that's why I'm making this video because I want to be the change. <laughs> And I want to encourage you if you're, you know, if you used to, you know, if you're used to kind of being in this leftist crowd and you've had to say goodbye, at least temporarily, to a lot of your friends because they're going Looney Tune with this anti-Trump stuff and all the aforementioned points, then I hope I give you some courage and I hope I, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait until after this election and then once it's over, I'm going to see if there's any people that are that come back to their senses because i think that i think they will i think they'll be like oh wait the election's over and the world didn't end and it's fine and we're we're all gonna be fine and i, I think you know something's gotta give right
How y'all feeling? You woke? Exhausted? Woke and exhausted? Mass riots and protests in the name of combating police brutality. Learning the names of all the fallen men and women who died because of these protests. It's so exhausting. The good news is that we don't have to remember them all. Not the men who were killed during the protest or those names of the black-owned businesses that we put out of business while we were busy trying to show the world how much black lives matter. Being woke is the grandest badge of honor there is these days. It's supposed to mean that we're connected to our roots, right? That we peep the systemic racism that's designed to only keep the descendants of slaves oppressed. Just not the Africans, Asians, and Jews who come here and exceed us economically. Blacker people than me come to this country and do better. But you're not supposed to let the world know. You're black. Being woke means that I give Jay-Z his one millionth view when he makes a video that sheds awareness on mass incarceration in this country and how it disproportionately affects black people. Meanwhile, his wife can put on a sparkly unitard, put on a concert, and then endorse Hillary Clinton. And I'm supposed to misremember that the Clintons are part of the reason why the three strike laws exist. Al Sharpton is a part of the reason why the three strike laws exist. Yeah, democratic policies have done nothing for us really. Being woke means that I peep symbolism. Just not when it comes to socialism. My community happened to be one of the first communities that got to experience what trickle-down theory means and how it's executed in reality. You see, it sounds good on paper, but in reality, it's no bueno. We had to ration out those chitlins. Yes, we did. We got the intestines of hogs, and we trained our noses and our bodies to not... You know, when the smell of feces was too overwhelming. Socialism is this nation's only hope. Just ask my community's smartest thought leaders, like Cardi B. Cardi B can attest. She's one of America's self-made millionaires. She went from the strip club to the silver screen. Usually you can find her online complaining about why the government takes so much of her money while she also endorses politicians who are more than likely to pass bills that take 70% of her earnings away. She's woke. We've got T.I. too. He's a guy who gave us Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea, you remember that artist who, let's face it, she was like one album away from wearing blackface. Ah, oh, do you smell that wokeness? I don't know what you corn muffins are smoking, but it's starting to seem like we're okay with being on our hamster wheel and going nowhere. Starting to seem like we're okay with being the Democrat Party's golden nugget to winning elections and doing nothing for us. We've lost our way and it's such a shame because Dr. King didn't die for us to be here in 2020 reinstating segregated spaces. But that's okay, we've got thought looters, right? Or do we? Or maybe not. We've got 
voices whose credibility is built on nothing else than, I don't know, having a blue check mark by their name on Twitter? Well, I don't have a blue check mark by my name. I don't even own a Twitter. I just, you know, what's the point? In a few years' time, Twitter will end up eventually canceling itself. But since you can really only be taken seriously in my community, if your experience as a black person is relegated to poverty, drugs, hood life, maybe I should take this time to introduce myself. I was born to a crack addicted mother who did drugs while carrying me full term. The fight for my life didn't start at birth. It started at conception, fending off the drugs that were being pumped into my little body as I was trying to grow. That was a war I won in a sick woman's womb space. Yeah, I met my mother for the first time as I was walking to school. She had a wound on her chin that was infected. And I'll never forget the way it smelled. It was bad. It was a gunshot wound that she'd earned while she was rolling dice on the street corner. I don't know. That's what I've assumed. Her first words to me were, Who are you? They still haunt me to this day. But I won the war against letting the odds that she birthed me into defeat me. I won the war against letting the abandonment I felt growing up turn me into a statistic where the world would just feel sorry for me. Me, yet another statistic, who was a product of my environment. I didn't bring this up to evoke sympathy. I didn't bring it up to be a manipulation tool. I brought it up to make the one single declaration that I'm proud to make. Thanks to my ancestors, thanks to those Quaker Christian abolitionists, thanks to those patriots who fought for my freedom, <laughs> I can say these words and mean it with every bit of my heart. Dear black people, I am not your Negro. I am not a part of your monolith, and I don't have to support every cause Democrats tell you to support or else you ain't black. Democrats got you avocados trained like I won the biggest fight of my life in a toxic womb space. No, I'm not sure, Negro. I'm not your coon either, but it turns out I'd rather be called a coon than woke. If woke means that I am to dress my head in the tribal wear of those African tribes who sold my ancestors into slavery. If I have to stand around and believe that this mythology that was created is so real that basically paints a picture that Africans stood by as innocent bystanders while the European infiltrated and raped their lands. Slavery was a business. And those African ships that are documented by the transatlantic slave trade that came in and out of the New World, it's given me all the validation that I need. That I should be proud to be an American. 
If you can forgive Africans enough to wear their garb, but you can't stand to look at a white man for what he symbolizes, you are disqualified for dictating where I place my vote. If woke means that I need to join the members of my community as they do the electric slide and tear down really historic monuments around the National Mall, if woke means that I have to watch this community make donations to Black Lives Matter and cluelessly stand aside and watch those millions of dollars reach the pockets of rich white men like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden before they reach black communities like mine. <laughs> no. I'd rather not be woke. Some of you are still confronting when your life will find peace. When we're going to get past all of this protest and rioting business. I'm here to tell you it's going to be a really long time. I'm here to tell you to get used to the images of knees on the necks of brown and black people. Police brutality is a problem in this country. But make no mistake, the sooner you defund the police, the sooner you'll have knees on your necks by those members of your communities who can't wait to be the predators that they are. Maybe until atrocities like that happen, you won't wake up and realize how lost your tribe really is. You probably feel sorry for me because it takes more than an endorsement from Oprah Winfrey or Beyonce Knowles to persuade me to vote for this or that person. Can I just say that it's I who feel sorry for you? You can't even finish mourning the loss of a man at the end of excessive force without a woke leader whispering in your ear. Remember the work is far from over. Remember to love your fellow transgender. Now if the world wasn't already on your back and against you, you've got to be responsible for a biological man who wants to assume the appearance of a woman in nature who feels like the world doesn't accept him. Does that make sense? It makes sense to those woke leaders you love so much. Democrats don't even care enough about you to keep your mission separate. They've grouped you together because everyone knows that slavery and the homosexual's treatment in society are basically the same thing. I can't see myself paving the way for a community of people who believe that I'm not a woman. I'm just a menstruator. That means that even if I did decide to be a woke feminist, it would be short-lived. Women don't exist to some of these tribes that these woke groups out here are temporarily allied with. We're just menstruators. No, I'm not your Negro. I am not a part of your monolith. Black people know that hating the police comes along with the territory of watching them show up to a tragedy moments too late. And then we demand that they police our ghettos more just so they won't ever show up to a crime scene late with their notepad. We make them promise to be there for us when we need them. And then you know what we do? We ask for more police cars in our neighborhoods because we need it. And then the second when it's convenient, we allow these statistics to paint a picture that we are patrolled more because of systemic targeting. No, I am not your Negro. I am not a part of your monolith. You don't own my voice or my vote because you haven't 
earned it with disingenuous BS like that. Besides, months ago you were looking to disarm law-abiding citizens because you felt like police were the only people who needed firearms. Now, you don't need the police. No, this crack baby is not your Negro. And I realize the things that I've shared will come at the cost of certain abuses from people who look like me. It doesn't deter me from spreading my truth. Malcolm X had much to say about why voting Democratic was for chumps. And those black lives which he would have died for, those black lives that he spent his entire life fighting for, they showed him how much gratitude they had by pumping his chest full of lead. And today, you'll hear nothing but arguments that suggest that the white man put guns in a black man's hand to kill Malcolm X, as if that absolves them of the crime they committed. Am I surprised by that? The Prince of Wokeness himself, Tupac Shakur, was killed by his own people. Could you be any more woke than Tupac? I'm not your Negro or your Democrat or your Black Lives Matter supporter. I won my first war at conception. I don't have time to be a part of the oppression Olympics. The perceived feeling that the Masonic systems that the white man developed for themselves have kept them ahead of me and I've been kept down and oppressed and, and now I just don't, you know, I don't have anywhere to go and I just, just need white people to just understand that they have privilege and unless they understand that then I can't do anything in this country and I just can't get ahead. It's just <laughs> Dear woke friends, Masonic systems you credit to your suffering are Egyptian, made by brown people, practiced by brown people, adopted by white men who are the minority in the world. Fascinating. I would have thought that woke people knew that. If the white man adopted it for himself, when will you adopt it for your tribe? Instead of making excuses, how can you pride yourself on being the first people and not recognize systems that were invented from the sands your people were raised from. Is that woke? Or are you just being told which systems to hate? Everyone hates America, but no one wants to go back to their diaspora. God bless America. This man who menstruates is signing off. Don't forget to be woke.
Lindsay. Um, I guess this is my walk away video. Um, I've been thinking about making this video quite a bit lately as I've been watching everybody else's stories and um, I guess I figured I would share my story. Um, you know, I grew up in a very small mountain town, pretty conservative, uh, raised Catholic, and um, I, I always knew that I was gay, or at least I felt that I was. Um, and I had short hair and I was very tomboyish and I, you know, I preferred to wear more tomboyish clothes and I got bullied a lot in school. And, um, so it, in my family being, you know, Catholic, it was just, it wasn't really an option for me. So, um, I suppressed that for the majority of my life and tried to live, um, my life as a straight woman. Um, being my up bringing, I felt that I've always been pretty conservative, except for on some issues, maybe like gay marriage, obviously. Um, and I, I did the regular straight thing. I, I grew up, I went to college, I got married, I have two beautiful girls, and um, I was always very secretive about my um, relationships with women throughout my life. Uh, it was something that I always did and didn't ever tell anybody about. Um, and I just kept pushing that down. Well, when my marriage fell apart, I just got to a point where I was like, why am I even doing this? I just, I'm trying to live this life that is, it's not me. I need to, I need to be me. So I came out and I was so worried that all of my conservative and my, my fellow Catholics were, were going to turn their back on me and, and shun me. And they, and they didn't. Um, I think they were surprised, you know, and, um, and it was okay. And I was so excited. I was so excited to like finally be a part of this community that I had been an outsider looking in for all of my life. And I felt free. I felt liberated. And I was like, I can finally be myself. I can finally be with a person that I want to be with. Um, and so I joined the gay community and I was, I, I felt me for the first time in my life. And then as I started spending more time with these individuals and, you know, the elections start coming around and issues on politics start coming up, I found that I um, basically stepped out of one closet so that I could walk into another one. Um, I, I, I guess I'm more afraid of coming out as a conservative with my friends than I ever was coming out as a gay woman in a mostly conservative um, community. And that's really sad to me. Um, I was lucky enough to actually find probably the only other conservative lesbian where I live in my city. And we're married now and it's great and it's wonderful and we're happy. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I got so lucky. But I actually am authentically afraid of losing my friends and it. it's so hurtful because I see all the things that they post on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and if they knew that I was a conservative they would know that they're basically attacking me personally and condoning harassment and and violence and hate against me um, one of my best friends is transgender and he wasn't when I met him he was a she and she was a lesbian and, you know, and I've supported him his entire journey. I was there for his first tee shot. I was a backup dancer in his first drag king show. And I've, I've been very supportive of this and I will go take care of him whenever he has top surgery. And I'm afraid that if I tell 
my friends, I'm going to lose my friends because I can't be who I am. And I can't, I can't be honest with this, this tolerant and loving and, um, love is love community because I don't feel the same way that they do about killing unborn babies or about just having open borders or about our president. And, and it makes me really sad. So I've, I've really struggled with making this video um, because I've never felt that in the Republican or the conservative community. I've never felt that kind of animosity. Um, and so I guess I'm finally coming up to say that if I lose some friends because of this, then it is what it is because I spent my entire life living in a closet and I can't do it anymore. And so I've decided that I have to walk away. Oh, <laughs>